I have a really strong vision about what we need to do in independent pharmacy. And I'm frustrated, uh, like a lot of us are. Mm -hmm. So it has to do with, uh, you know, I've been on the speaking circuit now that we're back in, uh, yep. you know, face-to-face -face shows, which I love. And I, that just really energizes me and gives me motivation. But oh, yeah. um, we all, I, I talk a lot about, we're all really good operators and we're really good at workflow and compliance and legal and all that stuff. We have that locked in. Mm -hmm. uh, but not many of us focus on or are good at or invest properly in sales and marketing of our pharmacies. And so I like to think of it as two completely different departments in your business, because this is a business. You have your workflow and your operations, mm -hmm. and then you have your sales and marketing. And yep. most pharmacies don't. They don't have, and I'm like, who runs your sales and marketing division? And who do you, who do you, you know, are you out as the pharmacy owner when I consult with them? Are you out repping and talking to doctors and letting everybody know all the services? Um, and that's kind of extreme, right? Doctor detailing and that's mm -hmm. daunting, but all marketing, that's physical marketing, but how's your digital marketing? How's your right. website? You probably do 80 different services in your pharmacy, products and services and specialties. Mm -hmm. Are they all listed on your website? Every single one of them? Do you have landing pages for all of them? Are you yeah. doing social media posts with call to actions? Do you have handouts and flyers? Do you have a, a strategy? And um, I'm not perfect at it. It's it's never done. It's never right. good enough. So that part's kind of frustrating. You're never done with marketing. But you know, I don't care whether you're selling pizzas or hats or you own a pharmacy. You have to have a sales and marketing strategy and plan. And you have to be hitting it hard all the time uh, because how many times do, do we hear in my own store, oh, I didn't know you guys did that. Right. Or mm -hmm. I didn't even know you were here. Or I didn't know. And that's so frustrating because how do we get in front of that? And you'll never be fully there. Right. Yeah. Well, it starts with they have to be, they have to get out of the pharmacy. Right. They have yes. to figure out what it takes, whether it's a half day a week to start off with, they got to get out. Right. They have to. You do. You have to but know. But it's outside your comfort zone, too. Well, then then you're in the wrong wrong business, probably. Right. Because you've got well, to, you know, for independent pharmacy to succeed, they have to be this flexible group that solves problems. Right. And, and every community is going to have different problems to solve. You know, more the more the people we talk to on here that are successful are involved in their. They know their community is coming to them and asking them to solve problems, right? They're right. talking to public, the, the people at public health know who they are, right? And, and they're not necessarily going in, you know, some of the things that, you know. They're, they're making th relationships with, right. um, like, not just the doctor's office, but the, uh, the nursing homes, um, like Eric Larson. He's a great example of that. Um, we were at, we, we were visiting his pharmacy when he got a call for, Hey, I've got COVID vaccines for you. Can you pick them up and dish them out today? And he goes, cool. I know just the nursing home to go straight to with, with them. And so. Well, and that was because of his relationship yeah. with public health. Yeah. Public health couldn't get it done. They had stuff back and they said, we need some way to get this done. Yeah. Hey, this guy's been in here saying, can I help you? Let's call him and see if he can help us. And, and that's the, yes. I, and I love that, that, you know, and that's. You know, one thing is that when marketing, 
people are so often want to be when they start trying it. Okay. Well, let me go around talking about me. You know, let me go around with my brochure that has the 20 services that I have or the 40 services that they have and let me overwhelm them with blah, 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 blah. When really they need to come in, you know, with the pie or whatever, but really they need to be going in with, Hey, you know, I'm independent like you. Uh, I'm in healthcare like you down the street down here. What problems are you having? You got problems that I can solve, you know? And, yeah. and really listening and then saying, oh, well, we have this thing that might do that. Or just saying, wow, that's interesting. And going back and brainstorming and coming back and saying, hey, I think we've come up with something. You know, how much even cooler than that? Even if you had something in your list, not pulling it out at that time. You know, going back and waiting until you come back the next time and say, hey, you know, I talked to Dr. and so-and-so about a week ago, and I think I have a solution to this problem or a way mm-hmm. I can help. Um, yep, that's exactly right. And, you know, since so many pharmacists and pharmacy owners are perfectionists um, and they like to have all the answers, a lot of times they'll they'll get in their own way. Right. Just like you said, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm fixing to go out there and I'm fixing to go market, but I need to get all my materials right. And I need to get all my no, just go out yeah. and talk and ask them questions. Exactly. Like you said, you guys mm-hmm. know that we have um, we have Jen. Roleski, who works with us, she's our Eli Lilly trained farmer rep. And it's so funny. She's been um, actually Atrium turns three uh, on Monday. So my the wow. consulting firm, Atrium 24, will be three years old. Congratulations. Uh, in a couple days here. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and so Jen's been with us almost the whole time. And her coming from pharma, I learned so much just by picking her brain and understanding, like, how did Lilly teach you? And what did they teach you? And what mm-hmm. kind of technology did they give you? And what were the metrics? And how did they determine like your your territory and your mm-hmm. goals and your messaging and just all the things? And it's so fascinating. And it's funny. We even made it a verb. Um, you just need to go and generaleski them, which means <laughs> ask them a bunch of questions. Right. Yep. So like me, I don't know if it's because I'm a pharmacist or if it's just my personality type, but it makes me kind of uncomfortable to go up to someone I don't know and ask them a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable, like you really? said, talking about myself and even making fun of myself. Like I don't care, but I don't know. It just feels a little off to me to go and ask questions, but that's what you have to do. Yeah. yeah it's, that, it's, that's surprising. Cause it, every time we'd see you at, at PDS, you're like, Hey, I got a question. Hey, I got a question. Yeah, It just, it, it seems to me, I know you guys, <laughs> it, it would seem to me that it would be scarier to feel like I needed to be prepared with, uh, you know, practice in the mirror, you know, other than just, hey, just go talk. Just go ask them, yep. what, how can you help them? You, you know, that kind of. Maybe kinda, that's why, yeah. Maybe that's why pharmacy owners are scared yeah. because they think they have to have it perfect. Right. And, you know, they're not just going to pop out. They're going to want to have the whole plan. Well, let me plan out my marketing structure for the rest of the year. Yeah. It's like, just go. Yeah, I think that's it. You just need to go. You know, start with making an appointment at your local public health, right? And go down and sit down and yeah. talk to them and say, hey, what problems can we solve? I did want to try to uh, at least drop a, a trial balloon on what I think is next for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do it. 
So, I mean, to the topic of this conversation, I, I, I am an advocate for pharmacies marketing. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm not a pharmacist. I'm not a MBA, uh, but I understand a little bit about the importance of marketing. And first thing is, is marketing and advertising are too confused and marketing is bigger than that. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 one thing I heard, and, and I think it's more true than not, is trying to teach a pharmacist to be a marketer is like putting a round peg in a square hole. And it's just not in the nature of most of these people. They're selected to go to pharmacy school because they're very, very detail-oriented, task-oriented, and God bless America because that's what I want, putting my pills in my bottle. But the point that I would make is you may not be the marketer, but you can hire one. Mm-hmm. And chances are that person is already working for you in your pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So the yeah, ability to a get a technician person. or a clerk to get out of the store and go do these things. Good. Yeah. Many times is more practical than getting the pharmacist out. So just for example, what we've talked about is I can send my technician uh, out to do stuff on Thursday afternoon between two and four when it's the slow time. The, the, the real problem arises is, you know, I talk to pharmacists all the time who've tried to do doctor detailing and they never got a referral. Well, the problem is what are you saying and doing when right. you go call on the doctor? Yeah, they're having good coaching. Mm-hmm. If you're going to the doctor's office and saying, hey, send me, you know, send me, prescriptions, that's not effective. So you have to go in and talk about a patient, about a program, about a process, about something that you do that will help the doctor and the doctor's offices and, you know, doing, uh, uh, you know, uh, pre-approvals for drugs that have been rejected or some of those things that I know people get talked about. So my dream, and it is a dream, not a plan, is to create something called the Independent Pharmacy Marketing Institute. Okay. And it would be an organization that would be developed to help the the person in the pharmacy who is the part-time marketer interact with other people who are doing those same kinds of things and share ideas and um, and get experience and get uplifted. Just so you talk about connect. I, I'd like to build a, a meeting with 900 pharmacy uh, technicians who also have marketing as part of their do- job description. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, and so what's, what's cool about what you said is, is in Mark Bivens and I, our, our VPSL, we're talking this morning and he says, Oh yeah, but this thing I'm about to say is sales 101. Everybody knows that. And I was like, yeah, it's like common sense. Common sense isn't common. And, That's right. and where we feel, so, so you went in three directions. You went, Hey, they shouldn't go in and just say, Hey, we're the pharmacy down the street. Could you send us your business? Then the next step toward what they should be doing is you might say, hey, I'm here. I want to talk about patient X. And that, that's interesting. Yeah. But the pinnacle is to walk in and say, hey, we're the pharmacy down the street. What problems do you have that we can help with? What are you struggling with? Right? I'm, I'm going to steal that, Jeff, because that's that's right. Because that's exactly I Hey, we're, we're here. We're trying to do more in our community. What can, what problems do you have that we can help with? 
And yeah. that's it. And that's what, you know, Eric Larson and, and we you remember him because we physically visit him. But there's lots of our pharmacies are like that. That's their M.O. They're just running around town. Yep. Amina uh, does. It Amina's too. built tons of businesses yeah. pieces just by going around and saying, what are you struggling with? What can we help you with? Well, yeah. I think Amina walked in with more of like a, a force of, hey, so you realize you're supposed to be doing these things and you get paid for it, but I can put a pharmacist here and we'll do these clinicals for you and we'll take 20%. Yeah, once they say what their problem is, but, but let you solve their problem. Um, too often, you know, as, you know, Marsha and I used to hit every trade show, right? And and so you have a very structured and now we, we send other people to trade shows and, and, and you have to train them because, you know, all so often... Somebody walks up, oh, pharmacy software, tell us about it. Well, we and we and we and we and we and. It's the classic. And, and like, it shouldn't be just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Tell me about your pharmacy. Tell me, tell me about me. your pharmacy. Well, yeah. like, Where are you? How what's, many what's, do you I, I refer to it yeah. as the yeah, classic but, first date mistake. Never talk about yourself. Talk yeah. about them. Yeah. What's unique yeah. about your pharmacy? What is different? Yeah. And, and, and then you can lead into what problems you're having. Sometimes if you start off with what problems you're having, it's kind of, I don't have any problems. Right. I'm not a problem. But, but what's unique about your pharmacy? You can say, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve? What's, what's next for you? Well, um, I, I, well, I mean, but, but, it, it's all about wording but, there. But so I love like, it. But that is about, struggles? well, it's, it's not, a, there's, there's a paradigm shift there, not just about what you say, but how you think. In one modus, you were telling about something they may or may not need. You know, I, I love a, a early on, there was one, and, and you go through little phases where you do where people come up and say, you know, why do I need Pioneer X? You might not. Right. Tell me about you what's going not. on. You might not. What you're doing might be fine. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve? Where do you want to be? And, and I mean, how valuable would that five minute conversation be to the typical below average pharmacy owner who's struggling, trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, I yes. love the tech marketer. All right. So when are you doing this Institute? I like this. Uh, and that's what they need. They need to be trained. These aren't, uh, even though somebody has been doing this and repping it like Mark, Oh yeah, that's just second nature. That's one oh one. No, it's not. It's second nature. To it's him. like I grew up on Zig Ziglar and a lot of the concepts about work and about um, you know you, you need to give somebody everything they should expect from you and then some. And in and the and then some is the success piece. The other piece right. is just hey, I do the work and I get paid. I have grow. anything in the world you want as long as you help yeah, everybody somebody else, else get, get what they, they want. want. Yep. Thank you, There's Ziggy. So, yes. But to me, highlights of my career, I had I got a chance to golf with Zig Ziglar um, in 1997, 1998. Wow. And uh, I grew up on Zig Ziglar as well. He's just a great speaker. How how was that? Anything interesting from that? Tell us, give us a tidbit from golfing with Zig Ziglar. Yeah, uh, you know, it just it was a a memorable thing. His son was there who was actually taking over the Zig Ziglar Corporation. Uh I was working for a a trade organization and we were doing a sales meeting in Dallas and we ended up hiring Zig Ziglar's company to do the program. And he showed up. When you hire his company to get the program, you don't get Zig. But, uh, you know, out on the golf course, we closed the deal, so... That was fun. So, so it must have been fun golf. You must have got lots of encouragement, right? You, yeah, you had a bad ball. You're like, you can do it. I, I bought a, I, it's an inside joke, but I bought a set of pants. So, um, you bought some pants before, after the golf. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, Zig was that started his career. Right, as yeah, a, and, uh, on selling as cookware. A, yep. So you guys have like a whole host of uh, enhanced services that you guys offer, uh, medication synchronization, adherence packaging, uh, compounding, uh, educational uh, opportunities, immunizations, DME, travel consulting, uh, CMRs. So you, you guys do kind of have a whole host of things that you're able to offer. You know, are you able to, um, you know, get that message across when you have patients who are, you know, competing in an Amazon world? Maybe they, they, they've tried the Amazon um, uh, adherence packaging and, and haven't been happy with the service or, you know, how are you able to compete with on an, in an online space with those online competitors? You know, I don't, I don't, I can't say I've like actually spoken uh, to someone that's been like a pill pack customer, like actually, and, and then stop. Um, more common than not, it's like, well, my insurance has forced me to mail order. Uh, I would, I would prefer to be at a local pharmacy, but all my drugs are, are, you know, free through mail order. Um, which, you know, you, you kind of have to just, you know, Sometimes you just don't know what their drugs are going to be. I mean, you know they're going to have a copay on most cases, uh, but sure. it's simply going to be pretty inexpensive. So you just kind of have to just tell them that, well, uh, look what you're getting in your current situation versus what you could be getting if you were to come to us. Uh, and I'd try to sell through that, like, you know, we have a full staff and then we're going to take the time to, to help you to understand your medications Plus the array of, of expanded services that we offer um, whenever you may need them. And then we don't like limit those to patients. Those are available to anybody, you know, certainly if, um, you know, COVID was great because we had all these <laughs> non-patients come in uh, that eventually like and initially we were so kind of like flustered with like vaccines and testing. We were like, we didn't even think about it because we we're so busy. But then, like, as things kind of tapered down a little bit, we had some lulls. We were like, we, we should be, like, aggressively, like, going after these people that are not in our system. Like, why are, you know, sure. we're, we're just letting leads come in and go out the door. So then we started, like, uh, everyone that would come in for a COVID test or a vaccine, you know, we started putting marketing material right there at the vaccine table. We kind of dedicated the back of our store. We have a, a small room and we kind of, it's just like now it's just the vaccine area. <laughs> There's like another waiting area uh, and we kind of have an intake station and we had the room where we, you know, issue vaccines and I don't think it's going away uh, anytime soon. So it looks like that's just going to stay there. But so any patients that come through that are not your patients that may come in for a COVID test or a COVID vaccine, like, get after them. And if, and if they're not a patient, you know, like, you know, ask them why they're not a patient, ask them if they'd ever consider going, coming to you. Um, so that's, that's one thing. And we've had a couple of people turn over and we've had a couple of people say not right now, but then they come back around. Um, yeah. So, you know, definitely reach out there. I noticed, uh, I think in an, I'm not sure if it was on this series, but another series that we were watching, someone had made a great comment about, all the email addresses that you've been collecting through your online signups for testing or vaccines. Like a lot of people use JotForm or Acuity for an online scheduler, which is kind of, and it, and that's sort of become like a whole new service scheduler for independent pharmacies. Like now we've listed all of our 
you know, our med D consults or, or part B consults. Um, and, um, basically, uh, excuse me, our birth controls, our testing, our vaccines. So anything that is a service, you can kind of sign up for it now, which is good because people can go there and they can make an appointment. Um, but it also forces them to put their information in, uh, including their email. So if you've got, uh, if you're with digital pharmacist or if you're with, um, Arcs local, um, yep. you know, you've probably got a newsletter feature and you can probably add it like manually add email addresses. So like recently we just dumped like 2000 email addresses or more from all those signups over the years, uh, into our, our newsletter. And then, uh, we put like giant, give us a five-star review, like right at the top of our newsletter. Mm. Um, and have really re- like really boosted our, uh, our reviews online. That's been another big initiative. Um, because you know, that those reviews really, I mean, they don't, it's not completely based on, you know, how you rank, but it's a big chunk of it. Uh, if you've got a lot of positive reviews in your area, it definitely plays in your favor on your SEO ranking when people type in, you know, location pharmacy. Um, so we've like, we've been compensating our staff. Like, well, initially it started out, we paid our staff, like every time we got a review, we give them like a, a Starbucks gift card, but that kind of started to get expensive because we really started <laughs> to get a lot of reviews. So now we've just done it to like, it's a once a week thing. Like as long as we get a, a five star review, like sometime during the week, we'll, we'll push, we'll give our staff like all gift cards for like free coffee. Um, and that's kind of helped cause like we've got cards like around the pharmacy with a QR code that says like, have a good experience, like leave us a review and they can snap a picture and then give us a review. Um, so that's been a good way to really try to boost boost our reviews. And and we've also added to like our newsletter, like to you know, follow us on social media and and then we've also uh, just recently added to like our expanded services to like go on basically to our acuity landing page where you can see all of our our itemized services and sign up there. So uh, I think nice. just any way you can find and the good thing about a lot of these are like it's low cost. Like, um, you know, billboards is going to run you five to depending on your, your market, five to a thousand bucks a month, uh, for high traffic billboards. Um, you know, radio it's, it's, it's still pretty expensive and, um, TV's, you know, even higher, but like, uh, a lot of digital advertising is cheap, you know, and it's, um, and like I said, people spend a lot of time looking down at their phone. So, uh, I definitely think, yeah. It's a good bang for buck, and you can you can really narrow it down specifically to who you're targeting. You know, if you're running a free delivery ad, like you know, let's target your older demographic, and uh, that's that's the kind of the beauty of digital these days is it's just the targeting. Yeah, I was just thinking about that when you mentioned the uh, open enrollment consults. You know, being able to target that very specific demographic with a solution that you know, they, they're probably stressing about and, and, you know, that can be the difference between you losing a patient, um, you know, if they end up on a plan that makes them go mail order, uh, versus retaining or gaining a patient. Yeah. Or better yet. I mean, it's just helping them pick a plan that is profitable to your pharmacy. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there are softwares out there that 
can show you. I'm not. I think everyone probably knows what I'm talking about. I don't know if we can. Are we allowed to name names here? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, any if you found something that works for you, I love to share that those successes. I mean, I think there's really one. It's just Amplicare, um, and you know, Amplicare sells it like they're you're going to get a lot of a bang out of it all year round. Yeah, we don't get as much bang out of it all year round, but we do get a good bang for its buck uh, come open enrollment because sure. it is a robust program that allows you to see every plan, you know, tailored to their drugs specifically and then can give them a real easy digestible, you know, price annually. Um, and that, and that's something they, you can't really get in a lot of places everywhere you go. Most times it's going to be a broker pushing a set number of plans. Um, so you're not going to see the, the whole picture. And that's what we tell people that are interested in that service. And they seem really receptive to that idea that, you know, the word unbiased, uh, opinion basically we're not selling insurance you know we're just trying to keep their drugs cheap for them and profitable for us yeah well everybody wants to have a guy in their corner right so to have a you know to have my my enrollment guy like a, a trusted person in my corner it's going to help me um you know that's that's great because you don't know what you don't know and I, and i feel like there's probably i can only imagine the um you know the stress of like Finding out you 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 can't go to your pharmacy, you have to go mail order, like or your copays change, and and worrying about that, and you know, in the back of your head, having the the story, the, you know, the horror story from a friend of yours who it went poorly, you know, they chose the wrong plan. Yeah, yeah, and there are a lot of people that you know that do choose wrong plans. You know, people that come in and we're on. You know, I had one patient like, so, well, I just wanted to pick this plan. You know, she's paying out of pocket every month for, uh, you know, for Eloquist. And she just, I said, well, why'd you pick this plan? Well, that's the plan that my husband before he passed always liked, you know, right. I was like, well, you know, plan, plans change year to year. It's, you know, and it changed based on your drugs. And so, yeah, people do need some education around that. That's definitely a, um, and it can really help your, your pharmacy. If you can coach these people in your, for a plan that meets their needs and a plan that meets your needs. So any, any vision, where do you think marketing, uh, is headed in pharmacy? Any kind of, if you had to use your crystal ball and say, <laughs> what do you think that the, the future is going to, to come? What's, what's more cutting edge? I mean, I think there's still a lot of growth in, in social media. I mean, to your mm -hmm. point, TikTok is still a brand new thing for a lot of them. Um, we've got, I think, a client or two that are just kind of venturing into it, but a whole lot more um, growth there because mm -hmm. videos are very powerful still, you know, for explaining services or just, you know, having that one-on-one -on -one interaction, making the pharmacy seem more personable. Um, I mean, Facebook is great, but if you don't do any photos of your staff or, you know, any videos or anything like that, mm -hmm. it's like, it's really hard to distinguish yourself from other pharmacies in the market. So, um, I think, it, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity still, um, with social media. I mean, I think in some ways pharmacy is a, a little behind the marketing trends of, yep. you know, other industries. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I remember when I first started, a lot of them didn't even have Facebook pages, Right. You know, or we didn't even yeah. use it for business purposes. Um, and that's changed tenfold now. But mm -hmm. uh, well, and another like other kind of pay, uh, 
This is actually a really good idea that came from a pharmacist. Uh, she's not even a pharmacist. She's the lead technician. Um, so shout out to Serena. Um, her tip, well, it wasn't even a tip. It's just something she started doing in the pharmacy. And the patients loved it because they felt like they were actually engaging with that person. Um, so they use our the ARCS local app. Um, but inside, they took their, their Bitmoji off their phone and emailed it to themselves and then attached it to their profile. So when they message you within the ARCS local app, their Bitmoji pops up instead of just a bubble with their initials in it. Oh, nice. And yeah. I thought that was a really fun tip because Serena is known by her purple hair. And so when they see the Bitmoji with the purple hair, they walk in and they're like, Serena. So um, I thought that was a really cool tip, and I shared that out um, on our social, on like our weekly newsletter that goes out. Um, and I think that was that's something that people should do, kind of make that like we always continue to say is get that sticky connection to that patient, so then they right. want to engage more with you, and not with the pharmacist at CVS or Walgreens. It's like, yeah, make sure you get yep. your lipstick and your pills to go, and that's the keeping them. You know, one of the things that the TikToks, the hope is they're acquiring them. You know, how mm -hmm. do you, how do you acquire? How do you acquire the new? The, the new. Um, and maybe how you leverage the existing, you know, maybe you could use questions from some of your existing customers. So had a customer this week asked me blank, you know, and talk about that on TikTok. And here's the answer, you know, kind of, you know, right. trying to generate your content. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of communication this next year, um, just with, you know, insurance changes and stuff and the TRICARE thing and everything going on of just, you know, why use an independent pharmacy? And I mean, that's always been um, out there, but I think even more so and um, or just educating people on why they can't take an insurance or something like that, because a lot of them don't understand that. And I think sometimes, you know, the pharmacies just get the blame of mm -hmm. not being not accepting the insurance or being more expensive without understanding there's so many other things going on beyond the scenes that mm -hmm. is out of the pharmacy's control. Or, or if they don't have insurance and having the ability to go, Hey, I can help you get set up on an insurance that's going to help pay for your meds. That's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah. And we're also seeing a lot more clients just try to go to like a, a cash only type mm -hmm. right. model, you know, where right. it's just, here's our prescriptions at a cash price and not even messing with it. And you can help them with their models. Cause there's some interesting, more gym type models out there that are, you know, it's hard just cash on a $2 moxicillin. So, you know, so, right. so more of a membership type, you know, here's your membership. It gets these, these are membership levels where we're doing other things, trying to sell the services. There's a lot of that uh, going on. So, so a little twist on your, your marketing um, lane here. So, so, so kind of what I hear you saying is that if I'm going to be successful in business today, let's say pharmacy today, has a lot to do with my ability to, um, I hate to say personality, but my ability to engage others, mm -hmm. right? I think that's fair, yeah. Yeah, so whether I'm engaging them on TikTok or engaging them in person or engaging them in the doctors, um, and, and, and that's not only the what, there's some how in there, right? Mm -hmm. So do you offer, wouldn't it be cool to offer some classes on just, I don't know, being more out, being, uh, I don't know, talking more with people or engaging how to. Here's how to be an extrovert. How to be an extrovert. But really, you know, I don't know if that's, that's, um, 
positive attitude or, 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 or that's more, um, you know, never, never split the difference, kind of like how to, how to interact with people, but there's some, you know, whether that's leadership, kind of a, a leadership class, but, but you've got to think that there's some class or, or exercises even, yeah. you know, like yeah. I was a consultant out of college and, and we had consulting exercises, how to, how to listen, how to reflect back, you know, to make sure that we had understanding uh, and things like that. So, so I think it'd be, so if you've decided that in that for marketing, that they have to do that, then I think part of marketing is helping them improve their ability to engage with others as a person, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. You, you need to develop in your pharmacy a personality. What's the personality of your pharmacy that's attractive? And how do you develop and extend that on social media? You know, it's not a, enough to post that it's National Pizza Day, right? And just right, tell them it's right. National Pizza Day. Come to our pharmacy and have a slice of pizza. Although there's some personality in that if there's fun there's, there's and you see all your staff eating is, a piece of pizza, right? It's, it's Okay, so those type of social media engagements is is making your pharmacy welcoming, like, right. hey, we, we care about our staff. We celebrate. We're a family. Come join our family and be a patient here. So, I mean, being International Pizza Day, buy pizza for your pharmacy, take some pictures, post on social media. It's not a waste of time. It's it's creating a, a beginning of, of customer engagement other than just constantly putting med health tips out there. But even better, we had free pizza for, our, for people who came in today, right? Here's a here's a picture it's, of a happy it's, patient it's a morale with a slice of pizza. It's it's a morale booster. After we for filter your for anybody on said, diabetes, hey, you're also. <laughs> this is the gluten free pizza. This is the no sugar pizza. This is the lactose intolerance. This is the lactose intolerance pizza. And for our vegetarians, <laughs> so, here so basically is basically just some bread and sauce. Yeah. But. Yes, vegetarians and, and yeah. We are highly promoting not just branding, but say for instance, marketing your other services on a, a custom bag. It seems you know kind of like. Yeah, whatever. They take the bag and they throw it away. Okay. But just as people discussed on your podcast over and over again, you can't just dispense pills. You've got to be doing other services. Okay. So my question is, how do they know you offer point of care? How do they know you offer clinical services? How do they know you offer immunization? So, you know, if you make a nice looking bag, everyone's invested in their websites, and their logo, things like that. So why don't you just put that on a bag and have it a clean looking bag? We can print QR codes to get to your retail app, to RX local, to whatever, you know, that helps with their workflow on the back end, right? Um, so we just kind of promote that. It's just a small upcharge from buying a generic bag. So anyway, that's one thing we definitely always promote at trade shows is, mm -hmm. you know, different ways of, you know, helping them grow their business. It costs them like an extra 10 bucks extra a month to upgrade from a generic bag to their logo bag. So again, they've invested in all these other things. Why wouldn't you market that to your, to your services? How many of your customers walk straight into the counter Get their back, get their prescription, and walk straight back out. They may not know you offer a vitamin program. You know, right. you guys do all the services uh, that they may offer out there. What what is what are some of the cre this this makes me go down a, a little bit of a different path? Then what what's some of the more creative things you've seen and done with some of these pharmacies? On as far as a custom bag, yeah, as far as like mm -hmm. either custom bags or or custom anything when it comes to 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 the print print side of the house. Sure. So on the labels, as you know, you're very limited. Uh, the software companies tend to take up all the space right on, on the <laughs> I labels. Know, right? I know, I so, know, we really do. <laughs> we no, kind no, of no, bogart it all. Not the software, it's the states and whatever their guidelines <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, in your traditional label, you've got like three-eighths of an inch of the space at the top to yeah. fit your logo on there. So someone puts this intricate logo on their website and everywhere, and they're like, I put that on my label. It's like, 
well, it's we got three eighths of an inch. It's kind of we'll do our best. Or do you have an alternate linear logo? You know, that sort of a thing. Um, so on the label side, you're more limited in what you can or, or can't do. Um, but on the bags, you know, we can do four color print. We're not process printing, but we do four colors. We can print on the back, print on the sides. Again, add QR code. So it just depends. Sometimes it depends on how creative the pharmacist or their their art person is that they hired that they did with their logo. So we, of I course, see. have our own art department. But oftentimes they're really, you know, that's their baby. They bought into yeah. it. They bought these new fancy colors and they like everything about it. And, you know, sometimes we have to let them know that, you know, you could print your fancy logo. It looks great at your website or on a business card because that's a different printing process. But when you're doing spot color print on a bag, we can't always, you know, match it exactly. But, you know, we always send them a proof. And what do you think? So, you know, really what we're promoting, you ask what's new or what's different. Again, it's, it goes back to the QR code and just promoting their their alternate services. And that may vary by by pharmacy. So, you know, really, we're, we're pumped on the QR code because we want people to use their retail app which creates time for their staff, right? Everyone's talking about labor and, you know, how do I cut back costs? Well, labor is one key way to cut back costs. Nice. I remember you did a, uh, um, a cap sticker, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah. For some of that yeah, stuff so, as well. Yeah. So we're doing that a little bit. And so uh, these are what's called vial cap labels. So they'll fit on anyone's vials, not just ours, but you, you name your, your vial company. And the idea started with more about um, – kind of again saving some of those phone calls back to the pharmacy or working with workflow so like they're they're just circular labels they're about one and eighth inch so our two most popular ones are uh, same drug new look and this is your last refill um so the same drug new look is i'm certain your software prints uh auxiliary label says this medication may look different different color etc but we all know not everyone reads those, right? And so what happened is Mrs. Jones gets home and then she calls Mark. Yeah, Mark, uh, this pill is blue. It used to be red. You know, what's up? Oh, Mrs. Jones, oh, that's the same pill, whatever. Okay, so now you just took one, two minutes out of your day to explain that. Where the, the same drug new look label, they just put it right on top of the vial cap. And, you know, you can't miss that thing. It's like looking you right in the face, right? You, so it says yeah. same drug new look. So you know right away, okay, I'm at ease. It's, it's just a different generic kind of a thing. Then the other one is our last refill label where, again, someone comes in with an empty vial and says, okay, Mark, I need you to, to fill this. And maybe they don't understand the workflow you know, behind the pharmacy. Okay, we have to contact the physician. We need to get refill authorization. You know, we can't do this in five minutes kind of a thing. So or it's just a little reminder your, for them. you need to make your appointment with your doctor. Yes, yes. So, so that was just some basic stuff we're doing. We are trying to launch the next level of that where we are going to print because we have digital printing capabilities at our Arizona facility, which these labels now can have QR codes. They can be more specific for branding. Uh, they can talk about immunizations, things like that. So all we have to work, all we're doing now is we can do the labels. Now we have to figure out a way to apply them with a sensor on top of the caps as they're going through our press. So we're dialing that in. We've been working on it for a while. So I'm hoping to launch that by NCPA. So you ask what's new. Oh, I always hate to kind of say what's coming and then, I and then not deliver. <laughs> yeah. So pretty connected to the community. What what would you guys say um, marketing wise? What's something, any, anything y'all found that's worked in your communities? Um, you know, marketing is a tough, is a tough thing for us and they don't teach you a lot of marketing in pharmacy school. And um, we, we've tried working with um, other other companies to help us market and um, have really not, I, I, you can speak, but I, I haven't really found anything that works other than word of mouth. And oh, yeah. um, just people seeing what you're doing 
And um, if I have a, a patient that comes in and has a great um, experience in our store, I'll just ask them, please tell your doctor um, how, we, how we took care of you or how we treated you. And the patient's telling their physicians how they were treated. Um, um, it, it just, I think it comes back two to three, fourfold on that. Um, and I've had patients come in um, that have been to the doctor, maybe it's a new doctor, and they're asking, where would you like me to send your prescriptions? And they say, Kirk's Pharmacy. And they say, oh my gosh, we've heard nothing but good things about that location. Nice. So the kind of stuff that makes me feel good. And um, hopefully that is the, yeah. Well, that's certainly marketing. I mean, asking the customer to tell their doctor or to tell their friends, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, just saying, hey, we grow by word of mouth. If you had a good experience today, tell somebody, mm -hmm. right? Well, and I mean, that's kind of what the basis of like Yelp was about was, was mm -hmm. creating this atmosphere where everybody can go, yeah, this is amazing. You should try it. And that's the best marketing tool ever is, is word of mouth and, and references. Yeah. And that's always, you know, more than 50% of our referrals come from more than 50% of our, our, our leads refer come from yes, referrals. more than 50% of our leads come from users, um, referring others, not to mention there was, um, a Forbes article that I read that, you know, 89%, it was like 89 or 90. It was some, it was really high of people that they look on Google and they look at reviews and they're, you know, they're, it's not just that they're looking for you, but they're looking for why do I need to come to you? And mm -hmm. so it's, it's that word of mouth and those reviews and that positive word that refers them to come to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you.